everybody and welcome to another episode of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining me for our direct-to-DVD sequel of this Disney Tag episode is Mr. Chris Vint. Hello, my name is Chris Vint. I couldn't get the proper Chris Vint for voice acting, so I got this instead. That's true to life. I would not know the difference. I wouldn't know the difference. It's like whenever Tom Hanks' brother voices things for him and stuff so i find that quite odd yeah i, find I see it... that because you know you see siblings and they sound similar mm-hmm. but he is like carbon copy of <laughs> yeah. his brother when less hair though but yes yeah but it's actually quite scary uh but that isn't one of our questions today chris <laughs> which is better tom hanks or his brother Hanks Senior or Hanks Junior or whatever it is, I can't, re- I can't remember his brother's name. Hanks, so bad. Hanks, yeah, Hanks. <laughs> uh, so when we left you, everybody, we last discussed um, our favorite songs, but we're going to dive straight in here and talk about our favorite Disney TV show, uh, Hannah Montana, Chris. What about her? It's my favorite. Oh, is it? No, okay, no, isn't it? It's Ducktales. That is mine as well. Hey! After Donald Duck, I thought that would be the most likely outcome for yourself. It's a close one, though, between that and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Now, for me, both DuckTales and Chippendale Rescue Rangers have some of the best theme tunes like oh, going, yeah. you know. And plus the fact that Chippendale Rescue... And like, I only found this out like, a couple of years ago that one of them was wearing the shirt like Tom Selleck wears in Magnum P.I. Another one is dressed like Indiana Jones. Yes. And it's yes. just like, it's just whenever you see that, and it's like, I did not know that. And uh, Scrooge McDuck obviously is dressing up like, uh, I don't know who, uh, David Hasselhoff from Knight Rider will say. <laughs> That'll be something weird. Um, but yeah, just for me, DuckTales is one that I love the TV show. And I love the video game even more so. The video game, again, like the intro music, had some of the best video game music. And it still holds up pretty well today. Um, And then, obviously, they brought out the remake of it for the PS4 and Xbox One, I believe. But it's just just an awesome tune. And once you say the world's DuckTales, you immediately go to go, woo, after that. You know, because I was trying my best not to do that. (laughs) And I was like, no, I have to. No, you have to to embrace it. You have to embrace it. But I think it's... You know, DuckTales, you know, you start off with that iconic music. I think anybody that ever grew up watching DuckTales, or has probably just ever watched it in general, as soon as you hear those first few beats, that dun-dun-dun-dun, <laughs> you immediately know what's coming. Yeah. You don't need to be seeing what is on, you know, the TV screen or whatever mm-hmm. it is. If you catch that, you're off to the races, basically, because you know you know what is coming, and you cannot help yourself. But another another it. reason why this is my favorite TV show is because of the David Tennant Ducktales, yes. which again is is beautifully done, and it still has that theme tune. But it's like Scrooge McDuck is still Scottish. You know, you still have the three kids there. You have Donald there. Uh, now, fair enough, I haven't watched all of it. I've watched like a couple of episodes of it, but I enjoyed what I watched. Yeah. And sometimes they'll bring something back and you'll be like, oh, you've we've made a real, you know, a real hash of this. It's nowhere near as good as the original was. But for me, it holds up well. And it's one of those things you could almost see Disney doing at some stages, like, with the turtles is like you could have the old Scrooge McDuck and the new Scrooge McDuck 
as like a kind of thing together. Because you've, you've got the perfect excuse. The whole thing about Scrooge is being this like explorer, you know, billionaire. Yeah. It is not out of the realm of possibility that they're out on some sort of adventure. They encounter a portal or whatever it is. Or he just uses his billions of dollars to create a portal himself, yeah. sort of Stargate or whatever, you know, or his own time machine. Uh, uh, he wants to see if another Scrooge there, McDuck is as rich as his. I want this. I'm sending this in an email to Disney right now. If I do not see Scrooge McDuck, David Tennant Scrooge McDuck, go into a time machine of some sort. <laughs> okay. Or go into a London phone box. Yeah. Please phone box. Yeah. I will write. I want I want to see that. That would be a brilliant yeah, image. I have better ones than this up in Scotland. Exactly so. Uh but no, DuckTales for me as well, obviously. Woo. So uh my answer's probably gonna be obvious to this next one based on what we've previously said in our Disney episodes. Uh favourite voice actor, so I will let you go first on that one. Mine you see, I didn't know whether to go for somebody who voiced uh, a character so like go for James Earl Jones because he did Mufasa oh say that again Mufasa 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 uh, or go for somebody else so I've actually went for Jim Cummings because he did the voice for Darkwing Duck and then now obviously he's a voice for Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and that kind of thing Um, I've seen him in some of those you know those ones that have like the twisted tunes that have like the actors and the actors will actually you know, like read a script like Ghostbusters, but they'll read it as yes, like a different character. Yes, yes. And he is just a riot in them. He seems such a lovely down to earth person. And just like even whenever he signed autographs, apparently when from uh, Simon met him, he would sign, you know, like Tigger, but he would do it in Tigger's voice. You know, so we, <laughs> every time I do that, it either sounds more like Chris Tarrant than it does. <laughs> Lost all American listeners have no idea who Chris Tarrant is. Um, but for me, he just has brought, you know, like, unfortunately people pass away and everything. And then, you know, like some big shoes are left to fill, whether it's the likes of, you know, Winnie the Pooh or Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse or whatever. But for me, he just encapsulates the the voice and everything. And I've yet to watch the Christopher Robin movie, but I want to watch it because he obviously lends his vocal talents to the likes of Winnie the Pooh and everything. Yeah, and just speaking of that. He wasn't meant to be as heavily involved in that as he eventually ended up being, because apparently Tigger and all wasn't meant to be voiced by other individuals. I cannot remember the actor at all. It might have been what's his name? Oh, it cried, it cried. Richard uh, Richard Adowari. No, the main boy. Oh, you're talking about the one who was in Thor? Yes. Uh, the Irish fella? Yes, him. I can't remember his name. can't remember his name. But you know who I mean. Uh, Is it Chris something? It's like? Chris something, yeah. yeah good I name. think he maybe was meant to be the voice what? of Tigger or something like that. Oh my that. God. Um, but I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it went down too well. <laughs> Um, I could be completely wrong and it maybe wasn't ever him sorry if it isn't you mate um, but somebody yeah. was meant to be taking on the role of Tigger and it didn't you know wasn't what they were wanting and Cummings got brought back in to do uh, so very much like with 3PO and the fact that Anthony Daniels wasn't meant to voice him and then they couldn't get anywhere else and I went give it to him he's yeah. really good at doing the voice so but oh. um, in terms of for me Jeremy Irons obviously is in there, but I've explained you know my reasonings for that plenty on these last two episodes. So I'm going to bring in another one here, okay. one that we have talked about previously on episodes of the show. 
and that is Robin Williams's The Genie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is just a case of this is again a masterclass of improv and a masterclass of just using your different uh, tones of voice and just a million different things and just being able to think on the fly because you see in Aladdin where you've got all these, you know, the back and forth between him and Aladdin when they first meet when he's brought out of the land. Yeah, can I call you a laddie? Yeah, and he starts doing impressions of other celebrities and all mm-hmm. so he does like Nicholson and all in there and it's actually a fantastic yeah. Nicholson impression and then a few other you know ones who as a kid you'd be like who is that? Yeah. So I think even though when I was a kid I knew that was Nicholson it's all that isn't it? <laughs> uh, probably from Batman. You, probably is. Probably is. But I think for me in terms of the hero side of things, the good yeah. guy side of things, for me, I think Robin Williams is second to none. Mm-hmm. Well, I would agree with you. I mean, um, with the likes of the, with the likes of Aladdin, and then just seeing some of the things that he comes off with, and I, I think a lot of the stuff that he came off with, like you said, was ad libbed. That you know that he was basically given a script. It was basically right go, and then they would find out what which one was the funniest, and then just kind of go from there. But yeah, he was one that. I think then he voiced the genie again in one of the like one Direct of the DVD sequels. Yeah, as like well. the third one I think he did that with. Maybe it was just to try and get some gusto back, but um it comes as up now, like we talked about a few episodes ago, you know, like the Will Smith genie and it's always gonna be Ron Williams genie, but you know, Will Smith will have a go go at it, but Ron Williams was Ron Williams was the genie, very much like, you know, Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear and Tom Hanks is Woody. They'll always be that way, and they'll always like Eddie Murphy will always be Donkey. That's it, you know, like, and that's who, who you know. Unfortunately, he gets Donkey. So, um, but yeah. So next up, then favorite actor. So I took this as live action. Yes, that's why I took it out as well. Okay, so when you really look at it, unless you go out of the realms of, you know, out of the realm of proper Disney, yeah. You're going to very struggle here because I did actually pump in Disney live action actors into Google mm-hmm. and all it wanted to give me was like High School Musical and Hannah Montana. Well, Hannah Montana's your favourite. Like um, and I was like, well, no, it's none of them. And then I, it sprung to my mind. I was like, all right, I'll go for that because I didn't want to creep into Marvel yeah. or Star Wars yet. And then I realised, oh, I can go for this one. And that is Johnny Depp. Okay. As Captain Jack Sparrow. All right. Uh, now, yes, I can completely get there's probably a few people on the other end of listening to this going, oh, you know, because it is fair and I will completely hold my hands up and agree with them that as the Pirates movies have progressed, especially the last one, he'd almost become a caricature of himself. Right. You know, if you look at Johnny Depp playing Jack Sparrow in the first the second, and even the third. Mm-hmm. How many films is there? There's five. There's f- oh, jeez. I thought there was only three of them. The first three, he is fantastic. Especially the first. The first oh, yeah, the five. first, yeah. The first is fantastic. But by the time you get to kind of that fourth and fifth one, you're just like... It's almost like he's phoning it in. Almost. It's almost like he's Johnny Depp 
playing Johnny Depp playing right, okay. Captain Jack Sparrow, if okay. you catch my drift, yeah. it's just not as authentic or appears maybe as natural as yeah. it was. It's like, you know, when they say like a comedian runs out of material, uh-huh. it's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's like, you know, what mannerisms can I pull out that'll make people laugh? Or what sayings can I pull out that'll make people laugh? No, that probably partly comes down to uh, the writers. Yeah. When it comes to what is said. But how it's delivered and the mannerisms are down to Depp himself. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that first Pirates movie, the little thing is like when he's coming in on his boat and you don't realise that the boat is sinking and he steps off the mast and onto the pier. He's walking along and the boy tries to stop him you know, to get payment for docking his boat and you get that comedic look around and the boat's underwater and all. Um, and he doesn't even say much. He's just like, you know, forget the name and I'll give you this, you know, this yeah. amount of money. But then it's the little facial mannerisms then when your guy turns his back and he just quickly pilfers the other pile of coins that are there, which are much bigger than the pile of coins he just handed over to the guy mm-hmm. to make it look like it was amazing. But yeah, for me, Johnny Depp's right up there in terms of live action actors. What about your good self? Three words, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, um, very good. Dick, very Van, good. Dick Van Dyke for me is as much of Mary Poppins as Mary Poppins is Mary Poppins. You know, I like agree, I, I think, you know, like obviously people have taken the mickey out of him because of his accent in Mary Poppins. Right. But for me, that's very endearing and that's part of that. You, you tried. Know, that's part of that. And that's somebody who, you know, a lot of kids will have watched him, you know, like singing and it's a case of like, like the dancing as well and just seeing all that things. And then once you've watched that, Diagnosis Murder comes on the TV, you watch that because Dick Van Dyke's on it. And you're like, oh, and then to see the snippet of him being in the Mary Poppins Returns, you know, like some, what, 50 odd years after the first one. And then you're just like, wow, that is, you know, he's just somebody that has, you know, like the nation's heart, really. And I think he's somebody who, as an actor, you loved seeing in that and you loved seeing how he interacted with Mary Poppins and and with the kids as well. And just like, a, just as you know, like the, the music that he would play, like the, the one man band, so to yeah. speak. Um, and just seeing things like that and just a plain old chimney sweep, you know. Absolutely. And then just the, how he played it. And I've always loved his portrayal of Bert in Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, having seen the new Mary Poppins, I would probably say that one of my favourite scenes is the scene where yeah. he crops back up mm-hmm. because... He is just quintessential Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. So he is, and you're just looking at what's going on on screen, and you're going, you're pretty much in your mid-90s. Yeah. And you're bouncing about here, doing yep. all the stuff that you did X amount of years ago in the original. Um, and to be honest, when you read up about the daily lifestyle that Dick Van Dyke has, no wonder he can still do it. The boy is as active as anything. But um, no, definitely that is a fantastic shout having him as uh, you know, your favourite live actor in Disney movies. I don't think the original works anywhere near as good without him mm-hmm. as Bert. Because I think one of the scenes that I always remember out of the original Mary Poppins is the bit where 
isn't it when they go and visit Uncle Bert? Yes, and he's the one laughing. And we're like, "Oh, hello! We've uh, come up here to the table." Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Which, funnily enough, is the inspiration for if you go back right and watch Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. King Candy, and Wreck It Ralph, listen to their voices. Okay, and. Very, very simple. Very much like uh, one of the guys in uh, Master of the Universe is voiced like that. It's very, like, you know, like, obviously they've listened to that voice and they've decided to recreate it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember the, uh, the gent's name. But, yeah, uh, the, whenever they go up and then they yeah. all start laughing up at I the remember, table. I remember as a young kid, I find that hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So it is. You know, and then, you know, in contrast to, you know, Feed the Birds and all that sort of stuff as a kid, you're like, what is this dark nonsense going <laughs> yeah. on right now? Whereas Dick Van Dyke and him laughing on the ceiling and all, I was yeah. just like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Nope, good shout, good shout. Um, favourite villain, Chris? What are you going for? Scar. Yay! Um, uh, same as me. Same there's, as me. there's a reason why there is another villain that I picked for later. Okay. Which we'll get on to okay. in a minute or two. Yeah. Um, but for me, Scar, like we've already talked about, you know, like how evil he is, you know, like, and then just like whenever Simba's getting trampled near enough by the the stampede. The wildebeest. And um, Scar, you know, is up above and then Fasa goes to jump up and he kind of just digs his claws in mm-hmm. him. And I can't remember what he says. But he's, it was like, long, long live, live the, the king. king. Long live the and then king. he just flows, throws him out. And then, you know, like says to Simba, your father's down there. He went to go and get you. And then Simba obviously, you know. Because so you get the whole thing before that as well. You know, brother. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. And he makes it look like he's going to get him. And it just, it is. You probably see the But he is one of those people, you know, like, especially with the likes of Whoopi Goldberg as a he, you know, who just plays that so perfectly. Because yeah, uh, that was meant to be Cheech and Chong. Oh, God. Um, but for me, just like like you said earlier on, Jeremy Irons is it, it's a villain, but it's a villain that is just a very cunning, laid back. It's not a you know what <laughs> while mustache and mm-hmm. oh you will die, <laughs> you know. But it's just very methodical, mm-hmm. and it's just very you know like whenever you watch that as a kid, or even whenever you watch that as an adult, you're going like, Ooh. see. To be honest, for me. He feels like the epitome of a wrestling heel. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, you know, this boy is evil. Mm-hmm. But when you grow up, you're like, this, this is, I like this. This is, you know, if this was a, you know, a heel wrestler, you'd be like, you'd be all over it. You'd yeah. be pulling for him. Yeah. So you will, but I think as well, Disney did not pull any punches with Scar either. Because they go full out because there's the scene during Be Prepared where they basically go, he's Hitler. <laughs> because they have him up on a big kind of yeah. pedestal and all the hyenas are walking past doing the flipping Nazi goose step. <laughs> okay. And you're just like, wow, you know, you see these visuals. Now, as a kid, you do not understand no. it. But you go back and you see it later on. And you're like, you're telegraphing here, <laughs> you know, that... You know, that imagery is so deep that even kids will realise, mm-mm, yeah, he's, 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 he's bad man. He's, he's yeah. very, very bad. Not that you don't already think that as a kid, considering he just killed his own brother off the side of a cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in the exact same now. Moving on then, to a favourite villain song, and this is what I said in the last episode. We so is Scar, to. sorry, is Scar your favourite villain then? It's my favourite. Okay. It's my favourite. Okay. Um... 
I said it in the last episode that there was another song mm-hmm. that is probably my top song, but because we had an option for a villain song here, we come back to it. And that is Gaston. Okay. So it is, for me, Gaston's song is just fantastic. So it is, you know, it is one of those ones that I remember as a kid. Do you remember they did these? And I think they did it as well on like Disney Channel, on Sky as well occasionally. But you could actually get like the VHS and all of it as well. But it was, whereas it was just a Disney sing-along. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so it was just like a handful of your songs. Yeah. Zippity doo dah. Snippets of the yeah. songs from the movies. It's it almost like a, movie. it's almost like a karaoke version of it with the wee ball bouncing yes, on the words. Exactly. Yeah. But it was just that part of the movie where that song happened, mm-hmm. not the full movie. I remember Gaston was one of those ones that I would be playing over and over again just because I found it so catchy and the fact of you know like you know eating all those dozens of eggs and you know to help me get large and all these different things that you're like this guy is an a-hole <laughs> um but again for me I think Gaston very much falls in that wrestling heel territory he is you know kind of this massive guy that basically is so up himself that he's just like, oh, she's going to like me. So, you know, they all like me, so she'll like me sort of yeah. thing. And you, again, you see that in the live action Beauty and the Beast as well, which I almost actually would think the live action version is almost better. Yeah. Than it. I think maybe part of that plays into Josh Gad playing uh, LeFou as well because you get that extra dynamic in the live action Beauty and the Beast where it was made apparent that LeFou has a bit of a crush on Gaston actually in real life you know so he's going around and singing all these parts of Gaston about him being so handsome and this and big strong man and that and you're just like oh yes I'm sure mate (laughs) (laughs) sort of thing what about you what's your favourite villain mine is the one that is sang by the guy to do with Cruella de Vil the Cruella de Vil. Oh, right, okay. Cruella de Vil, that one. Um, I, I I was trying to think of, like, you know, there's so many different villain ones, and, you know, you could have went from, you know, be prepared, you know, because like, that was actually in my head when we were talking about Scar earlier on. But then whenever I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, like I watched 101 Dalmatians as a kid, and just whenever he's playing the piano and singing about her and everything like that, that just always sticks in my head. And... She, for me, is like a, you know, like, and then you had Glenn Close playing her in the live action one uh, with, like, Hugh Laurie and Guy plays the, uh, Daddy Weasley in Harry Potter. His name, I can't remember, Mark something or other. Um, but for me, yeah, Cruella de Vil is just one of those big villains, like, larger than life with the white and the black stripe through the hair and everything. And just, it's just, it's just class. So that would be my, my song from that. Awesome. So this... I have a funny feeling we're going to have the same answer for this one. Okay. Okay. So least favorite Pixar movie. I'll let you go first. We'll go on three. Okay. So I'll go one, two, three, and then you okay. Go one, two, three. Cars Frozen. two. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't have the same one then. I see. Um, the reason for Cars two, right, is there's a whole there's a whole proper story behind this, and that is that. I find cars, the original cars, mm-hmm. actually quite 
an underrated Pixar movie. Okay. Um, I f- the reason why is uh, I first saw Cars. I didn't see it in the cinema or anything like that. I caught it, it was probably a couple of years after it came out. I was uh, doing volunteer work. I was at the tail end of uh, school and we used to do a thing on Wednesday afternoons that you could go and you could volunteer in places. And I was volunteering in Clifton Special School. And it would always be in the afternoons for like the final hour and a half of the day sort of thing. So not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But the kids would tend to get in that sort of time period an option of either playtime or watching a movie. And it just so happens that over the... you know, a few weeks, Cars was played. And I remember the first day that I was there, we saw like the first half an hour of it. And then we had to start getting ready for the end of their day. Mm-hmm. You're like, but I want to watch like, it. I, that was the thing. I was sitting there and I was like, I, I want to know what happens next. Like, so you're I a could, volunteer, I'll just stay yes. behind. So I did manage to wait until the next week, but saw the next half an hour, and then it was like the final third of the movie there, so I ended up going and ordering it from Amazon to watch. <laughs> so, you know, that was the sign of it. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. So that is why when Cars 2 came out, it was the biggest disappointment for me ever, because the Mater character in Cars is almost Jar Jar-esque in terms of love-hate between people. Okay. You know, kids who grew up on them, probably love him to death Mm -hmm. but he's okay in certain amounts right but because he came out of the original cars and a lot of the funny moments that people had were like oh mater did this or he said this or whatever sort of thing disney immediately thought or pixar immediately thought you know what we need to do make the second one 80 percent about him oh god when you'd come grown attached yes you'd grown attached to all the characters Mm -hmm. but you know, you were mainly there for Lightning McQueen and stuff like yeah. that and his story. Whereas, yes, Lightning McQueen is still reasonably involved in the second one. But the plot is mainly driven along by, no pun intended, Mater. Is Mater like the... Tow truck. Tow truck, okay. Yeah. Uh, played by Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, right, So okay. that really thick country accent, you know, oh, yeah. of the southern states of America. Um, and that just kind of ruined it a bit for me because I was just like this is such a drastic departure from the first one Mm -hmm. because the first one was very you know rags to riches story in terms of oh he's this great racer and oh he's down on his luck now and then it's the work to come back up sort of thing um and then the second one is just like yes he's still racing but that's in the background you get very little of that you know (sighs) Sort of thing. I wanted that sort of story yeah. to continue and see, you know, where it went there. So yeah, Cars Two for me. Uh, it's Frozen for me. I've never seen this movie, and the reason why I have never seen this movie oh. is because of the amount of hype and everything that came out whenever the movie came out. The next question that we have is least favorite song. I'll tell you now that mine is Let It Go and that is the reason why I've never watched Frozen is because mm-hmm. the, every time I had a radio station on or I had like uh, music on at work or whatever, that song would play. <laughs> if I walked out of the store and I went over somewhere else, I went into Primark or whatever and they had music playing, 90% of the time that song would be played. And it just got, 
it just got oversaturated. Everything then was then frozen. You got frozen lunch boxes. You got frozen backpacks. You, you know, you got frozen freezer bags. No doubt, I would imagine that would probably be a key thing there. So whenever the teaser trailer came out for Frozen Two, I was like, you know, Karen said, "Oh my God, Frozen Two!" And I went, "Oh my God, I don't care," because I've never seen the first one, yeah. and I will never watch the first one because. Of the fact that it just like it was everywhere, and it's just like it was just like an infestation of ants. It just got everywhere, and it just bugged the living hell out of Dude, me. Dude, you know if Karen like sitting wants to see Frozen Two, you're gonna end up seeing. Frozen she can go and see it by herself. I'll be <laughs> a little snowman dude, and I'll just burn by myself. Um, well, speaking of least favorite songs, and my one is the Siamese cat song oh, Lady in the Tramp. That is an excellent... We are, si- an excellent. We are, we are Siamese, if you please. If you please. Yes, that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> when you haven't heard that song for years, yeah. and then you hear it again, that is, again, the way I was saying about like Feed the Birds and Mary Poppins was kind of as a kid, you're like, what in the heck is going on? Yeah. That was kind of my, what in the heck is going on in Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. You know, these creepy cats. <laughs> as Joey um, says in friends, that is not a cat. You know, <laughs> I hear that song and it's hardwired into my head. Of, yeah. Do not like, do not like, do not like yeah. sort of thing. And again, you have that, you know. Are you trying to play good songs in your head? Yes. Because right that is exactly what <laughs> I'm like, doing. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, Tim- and you get that over characterization, uh, if I can talk, characterization of Asian influence in yeah. there as well, uh-huh. which again, just would not fly nope. nowadays it would, at all. Really would not. Um, but the less said about that one, yeah. the better. So, a movie that makes you cry, Chris. You think you probably kind of hinted at this? <laughs> I would. Story? I would probably say the Toy Story three would be one that would make me cry. Um, it's just because you know, like obviously, you think that the other characters are going to well. It's going to be a toss-up between that and Up, because Oof. like the start of Up is fairly heart-wrenching. Like it is so, you know, like obviously the the first like two minutes you're all like a real emotional. In fact, I'm going to change my answer to Up is what I'm going to do <laughs> because at the start of that you have this lovely spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. You have this lovely couple who are going along and everything's fine and they're enjoying themselves. They get a house. They're living together, everything's fine, and then bam, she's in the hospital, and then bam, she's dead. And then he's on the house by himself, and you're like... It's the fact as well, also, she has a miscarriage in it as well, yeah. at the same time. It's just like... That's it, a, a big kicker as well. They might have just went, like, listen, we're going to lift you up, but before that, we're going to put you right down the floor. Face into the concrete stuff. Yeah, exactly, and we're going to make sure that your eyes are bright red from the blubbering you're going to be doing. Um, like I said in the last episode, I watched that with my niece. So I was just sitting there going, and I was waiting for her to turn around. And go, Why is he sad? Uncle Chris and was like, oh, and she just sat there as good as gold. The rest of the movie was fine, very yes. uplifting, no pun intended, with the balloons and everything. Dug the dog and all. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, that would be one that, like, if you were to put ET on for people nowadays, chances are you'd probably end up crying at that. Exactly. So, so. Um, it would be that. Well, for me, it it comes back to the Lion King. Uh, so it does, and the whole Mufasa's death thing. I don't know if you've seen this yet. If not, I will have to find it and send it to you. Um, actually, do you know what? I know where you can find it. If you search uh, just fandom mm-hmm. on Twitter, their main Twitter account, uh, posted this video, right? And it was basically someone posted it 
and they were basically like Mufasa's death is so biologically linked you know to your feelings yeah that it even affects animals and it was a video of a guy watching Lion King mm-hmm. Mufasa's death on his TV with his dog beside him on sofa and the dog is crying and moaning and you know when Simba's trying to crawl under Mufasa's paw yeah. and all the dog's getting down and all that sort of stuff as well. I was near in bits watching that. <laughs> and you were telling Never me to mind. watch it? Never mind the actual death in yeah. the movie. So yeah, for me, it's still one of those ones. It's maybe one that, say, I wouldn't cry as such, but yep. you feel the heart going yeah. and you're just like, must it, not cry. It's one of those. It's one of those ones that whenever you're watching it, it's almost... The fingers hovering over the skip chapter <laughs> button. It's like, do I really want to watch this? Because God knows how it's going to be whenever we see a friggin' CGI. Mufasa get friggin' trampled. Oh dear, and the fact that it's James Earl Jones again. Exactly. The voice is probably going to be even more heartbreaking because he's older now. Yeah. So it's probably going to crack a bit more and all. It's just like, oh, I don't bear to think about it. No. Right, let's go to positive. Yeah. Movie that makes you laugh, Chris. Emperor's New Groove. Um, oh, without a shadow of a doubt I was watching it as I say I was watching it the other night and just like some of the stuff like whenever they're tied up together and go like uh oh let me guess we're going to go off a waterfall yeah sharp rocks point at the bottom probably bring it on <laughs> and then just go over together and it's just David Spade's voice as um, Cusco it's just it, it just works to a T you know like even that scene in whenever Kronk is cooking in the kitchen and then um What's her face? I can't remember her name. Uh, the one Earth the Kit voices. Well, anyway, Urza, Urza, yeah, um, Yzma. That's it. And you start with had weird letters. Um, so whenever <laughs> she comes in and go like and do me this here and go like and, and put cheese in it, and then he goes cheese me and you're lucky cheese in cheese out, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> but even there is kids. They're like. Uh, Patches kids make me laugh whenever I go like I had a horrible dream that dad was like tied to a rock with a llama and then he was travelling towards the waterfall and going to kill himself and then his little girl she was like well I had a dream that he's going to kiss a llama well that's not going to happen um, but yeah that's just one that I could put on for 80 odd minutes and then just laugh away at just it's so stupid but it's funny stupid and that's what yeah, it makes me laugh with that movie. Awesome. Well, mine's Aladdin, and I've already kind of explained why with Robin Williams. So oh, I was going to say, that's probably why. Lives. But I do like the guy, uh, Jeffrey, whatever his name is, the one who voices the bird. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I yes, think yes, his yes. voice with that just is hilarious. It's just so good. So, overrated movie. Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. That's, I, that's I knew that would come back. So there's going to be a couple of repeats here, so there are for me, because there's kind of Similar well, I would imagine up. that the next one, saddest death for you, is going to be Mufasa. Yes, I knew you were going to say that, so mm. I chose a different one. Okay, and I chose Bambi's mum. Okay, because that would probably be for a lot of people the kind of iconic sad yeah. death, kind of Mufasa's kind of this. Well, Mufasa, Mufasa sort of. was the first character you saw on screen dying yes. whereas this was like as Chandler bring yeah it was very sad whenever the animator stopped drawing her and I was like no it was um, but yeah whenever you see that movie and then Bambi's running around going mom mom and you're like oh dear yeah and she's like oh, oh no <laughs> you didn't even know you did that. oh no you didn't even know you did that. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, good pun, Al. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, there we are laughing at death. But anyway, yeah, so Bambi's mum's death was very sad for me. And uh, then just seeing how Bambi then moved on from that, you know, with the, the threat of the poachers and, and what have you. Um, That's going to be something that if they do a live action Bambi, my God, that's going to be horrendous. To watch. Oh, you know, it'll come. Yep. A uh, song that always gets stuck in your head for me, it's Prince Ali from Aladdin. Okay. So Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababa. It's again. I think a lot of it has to do with rhythm, and that's yeah. why Disney songs are so catchy. Yeah. So I think because that's again, that's another one you could probably tap away your foot if you really wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, but it's another one that would have been on the VHS, just repeat, repeat sort yeah. of thing. So like the bit where it gets to. I would know. I would know what way to do it and what way to sing it if I actually had the music going. Mm-hmm. But the whole bit where it's like you know, talking about all the bakers and all the birds that warble on key and yeah. all that really like quick fire, quick fire, yeah. quick fire lyrics. I'd have been singing away to that and knowing every single word going for it when I was that age. So it's one of those ones that just it gets stuck. It mm-hmm. completely gets stuck. What about you? Well, you see, I was going to pick something. Iconic, like Bear Necessities or King of the Swingers, you know, King of the Jungle, that kind of thing. But I decided to go for Randy Newman and You've Got a Friend in Me. Oh, lovely. Because that is just something. You've Got you a know. Friend in Me too, Chris. Oh, well, that's lovely. <laughs> yes, thanks for that. Um, yeah, but for me, that's just quintessential Toy Story. You know, like that's where, you know, and then you get the Family Guy spoofs and things like that. But it's just one of those... Again, like you say, with a rhythm, but it's got a very, you know, but it's got like that rhythm yes. that once you hear that going, you know, like, oh, I know what song that's coming on. It's almost a case of if you have like a Disney CD or app with the best of Disney music, you know what that song is by the opening couple of bars. You know, it's the same way that we would probably be with Star Absolutely. Wars. You put on music. Oh, that's that scene, wherever that happens. But that's for me is just like, I, I just cool. think that's a, a good tune. First Disney movie you saw? You see, now, I remember going to the cinema up in Belfast with my dad, and I remember that we were queuing to see Bambi. I don't remember seeing Bambi. So the first one that I remember seeing is whenever, this is a strap yourself in, cussing <laughs> over here, whenever I took my next door neighbour, whenever I lived in Bangor, out on a date, well, hey. and we went down to... Hey, we went down to, uh, it must have been like a um, community hall or whatever, and we watched Sword in the Stone. Ah. So that was the first Disney movie that I watched. I don't remember much about it, and there was loads of other kids there. Funny, so. funny that you say that, because there's a live action of that out, which I had no idea. Oh, really? But not actually, Not it's not officially a Sword in the Stone sequel, yeah. but it's like on that story. It's, what is it, The Kid Who Would Be King? Have you heard the, the yeah. adverts for that? It's very sword in the stone, you know, some kid pulls the sword out and has to assemble his own Knights of the Round Table and all that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, for me, I couldn't tell you which one it is, so it's one of these two. Okay. Lady and the Tramp or Little Mermaid. Okay. It's one of those two. I'd say the chances are more likely to be Little Mermaid because Little Mermaid came out closer to when I was born. Okay. So I'd have said it'd have probably been easier to get on VHS. All right. So... That's probably what I saw first. Uh, because around then was whenever Disney did the thing of they would release it for a couple of months, then they put Bond it away, yeah, and then they bring it back out again like DVD or whatever. Smart, smart marketing. Yeah, exactly. It is. So, final question then. Your underrated Disney movie. 
Well, you see, I'm going to say that my underrated movie is my favourite movie, which would be The Emperor's New Groove. Okay. Um, I think, like we were talking about earlier on with, like, Tarzan, is like, I sent Simon a message and I said, I'm going to watch a Disney movie. And I went, okay, make it a good one. I went to Emperor's New Groove and I went, oh, LOL. And I went, what do you mean? And I went, well, somebody has to like it. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I think because there seems to be a certain, not a stereotype, but once you get a certain year, that's whenever the Disney movies for a lot of people seem to patter out. You know, like, and then they'll be like, right, I've never watched Tarzan or Emperor's New Groove or Beauty and the Beast or this or that. And you're like, well, you should watch Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. It's hilarious. You should watch Tarzan because, you know, uh, it's a good, like, Brian Blessed is great in it and the music in it is fantastic as well. But it's a case of them trying to do that. Like Pixar movies, there isn't really many underrated gems there. I would say that maybe A Bug's Life would probably be my underrated Pixar movie. Bugs Life's my number three. Oh, right, okay. In Pixar movies. So it is underrated movies. So I've gone completely a different direction here. Okay. And you're going to know why as soon as I say it. So we've talked Pixar. Mm-hmm. We've talked animation. So Tangled. Because Tangled is Disney animation. CG. But it's not Pixar. Okay. It's not a Pixar movie, so it's kind of like that middle of the line, sort of between two worlds sort of thing. Right. And for me, I think Tangled is one of the most underrated and flying under the radar I've never seen Disney it. movies. I would really recommend it okay. to you. Uh, stars Zach Levi. Yes, I, I, know, I know that he's in it. So, so he is, and Mandy Moore okay. as Rapunzel. Is Hannah um, Montana in it? She's not. She's not. Mine, that's one that we didn't talk about. It was Bolt. That stars Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. So it does. <laughs> well, I'm um, Price, Hannah Montana fanboy. <laughs> uh, but no, Tangled for me is a great wee story. It really, really is. Because it kind of has a far-reaching connection to Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, Tangled is miles, 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 miles better than Frozen by more than a country mile. Um, there's like a small Easter egg in Frozen where the two main characters are seen going to like something that happens in Frozen. Um, I won't spoil Frozen, just okay. in case you watch it someday. Oh, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Hell, freeze over. Music is great in Tangled. They don't play the usual um, damsel in distress thing. Okay. There's still moments where her character is kind of like, oh, you know, sort of thing. But there's like moments where she's kicking butt mm-hmm. so she is you know sort of thing and they kind of play on that because there's moments where he's just like what is going on you know exactly Levi's character but there's there's a brilliant running gag throughout it as well because Zach Levi's character is kind of like this outlaw so he is and he has a couple of goons and there's wanted posters about okay and they always get his face right but they never get his nose right. And he always complains. Not that the fact that he's on a wanted poster, wanted for theory yeah. and all these different things, but that the fact that he his nose is not right. <laughs> so you see that numerous times throughout the movie. So you do. And you do also, again, have two very uh, fun and interesting sidekicks okay. in that movie as well. Animal sidekicks as well. There is a chameleon and a horse. Right. So there is as well. But I will reveal no more. But that is it. That is our Disney tag, our two episodes of Disney Talk. 
Um, I think there's a few of these movies we will end up coming back to down the road. I think so, yeah. To have a greater in-depth discussion, because we could have kept talking and talking with this. But, as always, everybody, if you would like to get in touch with us on the show, you can do so on Twitter or Facebook, at RetroShockPod on Twitter. Operation RetroShock on Facebook. Drop us a tweet, drop us a DM, drop us a regular message. Whatever it is, let us know what you would like to hear on the show or if you would like to leave us a review, if you've been enjoying the show, you can do so on TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, all those lovely sort of places, and Podbean also. It would be very much appreciated if uh, you are an American listener, if you do leave us a review or a comment, to take a screenshot and send it our way. But, any final things to say, Chris? I like Disney. I like Disney too. But, we'll catch you all next time, folks. Farewell. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.